So what do you do when your mom takes you to an unmarked grave, in a soccer field, at a church, and tells you this is where the body of the person that haunts our house is buried? That is exactly what happened to the person you're about to meet. Welcome to My Haunted Childhood. All right. Well, my name's Kelly. I am from Michigan. So I grew up in a haunted house. Well, I grew up in a house that ended up being haunted. Um, It was built in 1836. It is the fifth oldest house in the town that I grew up in. Yeah. So it's an old Victorian built in 1836. It's an old white farmhouse mansion. And when my parents went to look at the house in the 80s, the people who were showing them the house were warning them the whole time about John this, John that. Oh, sometimes John likes to open doors. Oh, you know, sometimes blah, blah, blah. And uh, and the whole time they're like, what? There, there's a ghost here? Like this is, you know, they're half believing it, half not. And um, the person showing them the house, uh, you know, was saying that John is the original owner of the house um, and he still resides there. And so they didn't really take it seriously. They bought the house and it was very hard to sneak around as a kid because (laughs) the floors were very loud. Um, Sometimes if the wind blew really hard, you'd kind of hear like a, you know, like the house is kind of like, it's going. Uh, There were definitely times I felt weird presences, but my mom always did. One day I come home from school and she was like, Kelly, the weirdest thing happened. I was like, what? And she was like, I was home alone and I heard a violin playing and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I was like, okay, that's weird, mom. You know, maybe like lonely housewife syndrome. Who knows what's going on there? So I didn't really take it seriously. But my mom always would talk about John and she always was was going off about something new relating to John. And she would, uh, me and her would go on dog walks together And she would always take me to this area behind the house that was past the property line. Um, It was a church parking lot, or I'm sorry, a a church soccer field with a stone towards uh, the property. And she would take me there and she'd always say, I think John is buried here. And of course, I mean, it was just an unmarked stone in the ground. And so I never really thought anything of it. So it's 2008. (laughs) My parents are selling the house and they sell the house to a developer who only wants the waterfront property. And so he let my parents know that he was going to move the house. And so my mom was really upset about this, that the house was going to be taken off of the property and moved somewhere because, again, she had that really strong connection with John and she knew that John would be upset about it. And so one night... She goes out into the dark and calls out to John and she's like, John, I'm so sorry. Um, I never, we never wanted this to happen. We're so sorry that your house is going to get moved. And as she's calling out to him, she saw a shadow pass in front of her of a tall man. And she heard a voice and it said, I'm not mad. I'm just sad, but I'm going to make sure nobody's ever happy here. So then fast forward to 2017, I am living in an art farm in North Carolina and 
living with a bunch of people. And there was this one woman who lived there named Leanne. And she, one night, literally, we're just hanging out in the living room. And she looks at me and she's like, Kelly, I have a secret. And I was like, what? And she was like, I see dead people. <laughs> like, she literally said, I see dead people. And I was like, okay, well, I grew up in a haunted house. And she said, don't tell me any information about it. If you want me to try to contact the spirit in your childhood home, all I need is pictures. And so I said, okay. So I get on my computer and I pull up a picture of the house from 2008. Uh, I then pulled up or I bought the history book on the town that I was raised in. Um, you know, those like sapia history books, you know, in in pharmacies that tell all about the surrounding towns. Um, well, there's one that um, is on the, the town I'm from. So I bought that book. Well, I bought that book because there's history on the house in that book because it's the fifth oldest house in the town. And so then I also pull up the Google Maps image of the vacant property. Mind you, it's 2017. The property has remained vacant um, for nearly 10 years at that point. And then I pull up the Google Maps image of where the house is now. And so I, I invite Leanne into my room. At this point of the story, I always kind of start to shake. So if you hear me chattering, it's just it's just always what happens. So um, yeah, I have the laptop and I say, all right, what picture do you want to see first? And she says, the, the one where your family still lived in the house, because that way I'll have more of a connection um, with everything. And so I pull that up. She closes her eyes. She puts her hands over the picture. She opens her eyes and she goes, there he is. And she points at my, what was my parents' bedroom? And she says, he died in this room. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes on to give a physical description of him. She said, he has high cheekbones, sunken in cheeks, a long beard. He has very narrow shoulders. And then she goes on to say, <laughs> she literally said, quote unquote, he's telling me, I'm not mad, I'm just sad. Which is literally the same exact thing my mom told me in 2008. He stayed behind because he was a family man, he loved the house, he, feel, he feels like he passed on too early, and that's why he stayed behind, he just loved the house. So he was a pretty friendly ghost at the time because what can happen is spirits can change from beyond the realm so maybe they originally were you know nice and content and everything was fine and they just stayed behind for you know more or less docile reasons but depending on what happens in the physical world their their thoughts and moods can change she goes on to say she starts getting really confused and she's like, I can't understand his accent. He's telling me something, Mick, Mac, Mick, Mac. I don't understand. Um, and I'm writing everything down. So then we flip open the history book and start going through the history of the house. And there's a picture of John to the exact description that she gave. High cheekbones, sunken in cheeks, 
long beard, narrow shoulders. So then we're I'm reading through the history and turns out turns out John was married to Catherine McComb and McComb is a very uh you know it's a well-known name back in Michigan where I'm from. There's a Macomb County, uh Macomb Streets, all sorts of things. And so I figured that when Lee was saying, I don't understand his accent, Mick, Mac, Mick, Mac, that John was trying to tell her about Catherine McComb. So yeah, that happened. So then we go to the the next image I pull up is the empty property where the house was moved from. And she's looking at the property and she goes, scroll up. And so I'm scrolling up and she's like, no, past the property line. So I go past the property line and she goes, zoom in right here. And she's pointing at this little gray dot in the middle of the soccer field. And she goes, that's where he's buried, <laughs> which is the exact same spot where my mom would take me and tell me, I think John is buried here. So then I show her the image of where the house is now. And she got really quiet and the energy changed. You know, before during the reading, she's just kind of like giving me all this information straightforward. And then when I showed her where the house is now, she just got very quiet and she got this very concerned look on her face. And she said, ooh, he's not happy. Things are not good. And then she had to stop the reading. And she's, she said, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't go on with this any, anymore. I have to go to bed. And at this point, it's like one in the morning. Um, so she goes to bed. She sleeps for about 16 hours. So I hit up Chrissy is her name. Uh, she's the girl who I went to high school with whose family still lives in the house. So I, I message her on Facebook. I'm like, hey, uh, how's the house doing? Long time, no talk. <laughs> it's been about 10 years. And she said, oh, man, things are are still really crazy at the house. Um, she said there's certain rooms that they can't go through without s screaming into the air, hey, ghost, le leave me alone. They just called it ghost. This one night, her friend's brother was staying the night one night and came running into her parents' room screaming, there's a tall man sitting on the couch. And they go downstairs to look and there's nobody there. Uh, so when I heard that tall man sitting on the couch, I'm thinking, okay, John is there and he's, you know, showing himself. Hmm, what year was it? Oh, man, I want to say 2018 or 19. So this was after Leanne had communicated with John. And I'm with my parents and they're getting old. So I just want to help them out. I want to help them like clean their house and clean out the basement. There's still like boxes that they haven't unpacked. Um, and so I thought something really nice to do for them would be to go through all the pictures and put them in a photo album. I'm going through the pictures of from my childhood. And in some of the pictures, there are like, double helix structures like behind me as a child or like 
that, that that's the picture I most remembered. But there were other pictures too that had weird like little orbs in them or other like double helix structures, but <laughs> it's just so crazy. I just feel like throughout my life, like little pieces of the puzzle keep getting put on me without me even really trying. It's 2023. It's still vacant. Um, it's the only vacant property on that road. And uh, it's waterfront property. So it's very valuable. Um, the community has a lot of money. So there's no, there's really no reason that there shouldn't be um, any development on there. And I've, I've looked up like the history of um, like the real estate history of that property. And it just keeps getting changed. Like the people just, the hands keep changing, you know, people just buy it, sit on it, sell it, buy it, sit on it, sell it. Um, so who really knows what goes down once people buy that property? Maybe that'll be my next little bit of research. <laughs> you know, before all this, I kind of took, I kind of took ghost stories very like nonchalantly, like, Oh, that's scary. Ooh, funny. Oh, that'll make, you know, a, a great joke one day. But, but when I encountered Leanne, um, and the way she works, Every, all of that changed for me. And I realized that ghosts and spirits are really just us. They're human souls that stayed behind for a certain reason. <sighs> John is the reason I believe in the afterlife. John is the reason I believe that there is more to this reality than just our flesh and blood stuck to the earth by gravity um even growing up in that house and having all those experiences i was still kind of a skeptic but when leanne contacted john and and all those synchronicities met up it was just an unquestionable fact for me in my world of reality that there is so much more going on than we than meets the eye. You have been listening to terrifying true stories. On our next episode, we're going to talk to somebody who lived above a historic bank building that was the site of one of the most notorious bank robberies in 1876, and you're going to hear about the entity that wouldn't let him leave. This episode has been brought to you by 1031-365, because Halloween should be every day. Visit 1031-365.com for exclusive Halloween and horror-related coolness. That's 1031-365.com. I'm your host, Ryan Azevedo. See you on the other side. <laughs>